beautiful souls and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Portal Podcast. I am your host, Abby Rose Wolf, and together we will journey through inspiration, storytelling, and self-care to ignite positive change within. In today's podcast episode, we have Janine Ayana Watkins. Janine began her career as an engineer in LA and New York City. And after five years, she asked herself a bigger question in life. Who am I living my life for? Too often, we silence our big dreams in fear of failure, but that was not the case for this American dreamer. Janine fell in love, quit her job, and traveled the world. She now faithfully works on building people instead of billion-dollar projects. Janine has dedicated her life to developing leaders who inspire leaders because she's a woman on a mindset mission. Hearing Janine's voice and the things she says ignite and fill the listeners with joy. She is a dedicated, hardworking, badass woman making a huge impact in the lives of many people she interacts with. I hope you enjoy this wonderful podcast about judgment and forgiveness and so many other beautiful things. Here we grow. Hello, welcome Janine. Beautiful, radiant, full of light and love Janine. I'm so, so grateful to have you today on the Sacred Portal Podcast. You are a light and you're full of wisdom, full of joy. And I'm so excited to talk to you today about judgment and forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And at least for who you are in the world to me, Abs, is someone who, what it means to have a friend of a family friend and realizing as we've been talking about this actually for a few months now and realizing that sometimes just words in general have so much ingrained in the way that we relate and sometimes understand people. I totally get now why the conversation about judgment and forgiveness go hand in hand. Sometimes they literally are corresponding to the way we might see competition, not just in our friends and family, but also how quickly we can change that and just forgive and find collaboration and what we found might have been like a judgment of our own self, but really we put it on other people. Thanks so much for hosting me today, Abs. Mm, Yes. So I was wondering, do you have a specific example that you can talk about judgment and forgiveness? Yeah. And it kind of goes into my story of why I'm even an engineer who now works with strong, wild women and just very dominant, but also liking to be in a domestic type of relationship with men. I started out as a child in a family of five. I was the youngest daughter, but out of the three older sisters and me being the younger, I actually became an still am the closest with my little brother. He's the one and only of four older daughters in a family of five. And in my mind, that kind of always shaped that he was always special. And again, being the daughter, I feel like that was one of the things that was like, 
he was able to like go and be rough and dirty and like make mistakes. And I still had to be perfect. And I think that shaped a lot of my idea of like my own internal judgment on myself, which in my mind then would turn into a lot of times such guilt. I know some people have probably come from a point in their families of religion or maybe family status, but a lot of times when it came to me, it was entitlement. And I just always felt so in a state of unbelievable guilt that I just, I couldn't find forgiveness for myself, but I was taught in my family. And this is a great thing that I think a lot of people relate to. And you get in a fight with your brothers or your sisters and your mom says, you have to forgive them. Say, say you're sorry. And like, believe it. But what happened when this 12 year old went through a divorce and all of a sudden I saw that forgiveness was not always a thing. And on top of that judgment resides not always for yourself, but everything someone else did wrong, but your life wasn't perfect. And so with that, I, I, I felt like I grew up really quick. By the time I was 13, I knew I wanted to be an engineer who was always independent, never had to be provided for, never was considered someone who could give up their hopes and their dreams and have kids and have to be at home. No, I became a very dominant woman in a very dominant mindset. And from there, I feel like that kind of stems to even having conversations with you. Cause by the time I got to New York city, I had completed five years as a civil engineer, got moved to to work on the LaGuardia airport out in Queens to build some of the most prestigious bridges in front of that new head house. And I gave it up because I fell in love and it was more than just the love Abby and everyone who's listening. It was literally me realizing I was judging myself so hard on being perfect for others that I turned to myself literally on September 11th, 2018 and said, who am I living my life for? And that was the first moment I really had to forgive everyone else that I was saying I was so busy living for them that I couldn't find myself. And when I turned to my assistant project manager said, I think I'm going to (laughs) quit. He was floored. But it also in my mind, for the first time I saw something in someone else who in that moment, they couldn't even blame me. They couldn't call me a quitter or say that I gave up. They literally saw some type of hope of like, she hasn't been happy. And this is the first time she's doing something for herself. And so, yeah, uh, when I think about what judgment is, if you let go of it of yourself and find the forgiveness to let yourself be free, you allow other people to have that opportunity. And again, sitting on this podcast, knowing we do daily meditations, we do weeknight ecstatic dances, and we do traveling around this beautiful Mother Gaia to raise awareness. I am so grateful for this opportunity right now, Abby. Abby Rose Wolf, the most wild of women out in Madison, Wisconsin. Out. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. There's so much there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Wow. Asking who am I doing this for? That's a deep, beautiful question. Like in everything that we do, you know, is it a people pleasing thing? Because I think about that with women, especially that women kind of seem to be put into this role of pleasing, you know, like that's what we do. And it's like, no, actually, we got to do things for ourselves. And I think oftentimes women are being perceived or get put into the role as the nurturer as you know, giving, giving, giving and um, really, it's important for us to receive to receive the love for ourselves. And how were you able to overcome that guilt that you had? Ooh. And I like that you said at first people pleasing, because in my mind, that's another thing that I wish we could change the stigma of because 
it's okay to be more of a people pleaser, but as soon as you want to be given credit, or I sometimes consider getting contribution, people all of a sudden say it's a negative thing. Cause I think it's interesting that people pleasing isn't considered people pleasuring. It's mm-hmm. literally allowing them to feel service when you feel unserved. And so I love that you bring that up because at least for me, I think the first moment that I let go of that guilt, again, I was no longer just trying to find self-love. I was giving love so beautifully that someone like Daniel Yannis Ford came into my life on a bus in the middle of Queens. And it was just interesting because I feel like the guilt literally left the moment I saw hope and like, hey, I'm not going to try to please this person. I want them to know the most raw, real version of Janine. If they want to stick around, it's going to be worth it because they're not just going to feel I have to be with her. They're going to be like, I get to be with her. So I think that was the biggest shift. Daniel had me realize it's no longer people pleasing for Janine Watkins. I am a people pleasurer. (laughs) That sounds weird. Let me rewrite that. (laughs) No, actually it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's realizing that if you can change it from please to giving pressure to what is actually pleasuring them, they can actually figure it out themselves. I think that's the biggest remove of guilt is allowing other people to feel to feel okay to be in whatever you're feeling. It doesn't always have to feel happy, go lucky. Sometimes you can sit with someone in their sadness and more than people pleasing and saying it's okay, just let them sit there and give them pleasure in finding out what what it means to still be around people and not feel like you have to be the sunshine. Sometimes you can be that shadow work. Yeah, I think that's what let go of the guilt, shadow work. And you're holding space and giving compassion. So- Oftentimes we don't have to say anything. Actually, the best act of kindness and perhaps pleasure for somebody would just be to sit and listen, you know, just to be the listener and allow them to go through what they're going through rather than trying to change it. Because that's where people burn out in their energy when they are people pleasing, like I'm trying to please this person, but maybe that's not what they need. Maybe what they need is perhaps just to have an ear to listen. And I think that's beautiful. I, you do that really well. I see that. What are your practices to be at a point? Cause this is how I see it. Once we are so taken care of by ourselves for ourselves, and we have a lot of self-love, we do practices and maybe it just comes natural to, I guess people don't have to practice necessarily, but to have that well that's filled and then at that mm-hmm. point you're over to you're able to overflow and not burn out and not become exhausted or anything it's like you're there to be with somebody because you are already full within yourself to give unconditionally because you have that unconditional love and i'm wondering how have you gotten to that point where you feel like you have enough for yourself that you're able to overflow or maybe you don't even see it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I almost want to say the way that I do it is anytime I'm feeling a lack of anything, I I host an event, even if it's just virtual. I'm like, hey, let's meet together to do blank. My intention is this. Feel free to share your intention. People show up. Sometimes they don't. Although it's interesting you say that. I feel like that's when I feel the most called to, to be a leader in that moment you want to shrink away. That That's when... That's when it really pops up in my life. When I want to shrink away, I want to shine lighter then. 
I love that. It's like the fuel for you stepping into your power and your leadership and your ability to help other people. That's when Mm -hmm. that gives you energy and fills you up with love and light. I love that. Thank you. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, when I want to help someone the most, it's because I want to be my own helper. Thank you. That's beautiful. That's that's powerful. And also, what a beautiful reminder, too. There's something I read once, and it said, the medicine that we need the most is the medicine that we often would benefit to giving. So it's like, if we really need to be heard, it's Mm -hmm. important to really hear somebody else. Or if we really, really need words, beautiful words of affirmation, just to give that to somebody else. It's amazing. Like how that is maybe all you really truly need is just to give it. Mm. I think about that with teaching too, what we teach, we need to learn the most of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, that's really beautiful. And so, okay, going back to forgiveness, how would you say, how does one forgive themselves? See, and this is actually something that I'm still navigating. What's that word? Navigating? I'm still navigating around this. (laughs) This is such murky water. I can't even get out the words, Abs. So at least for me, one of the things that opened up in this channel conversation I had specifically on a podcast about the art of forgiveness, I invited my family, my friends, everyone. And specifically on this podcast, something that came out was between a relationship that was no longer together about the person who was interviewing me and one of my guests. And in my mind, I just, I'm so present that at the end of that, those people no longer talk because of what was said. And yeah, I thank you. I I realize when I talk about expression, sometimes the things that we want to create, like I want world peace. And then the first thing that happens at your rally is a riot. (laughs) Like it's like your intention sometimes gets completely hurricaned. And so when I'm navigating right now, I realize sometimes what you want to create in forgiveness, or some people are like a healthy diet or a good relationship with their spiritual belief or their, their marriage, whatever it is that you want to have. Sometimes it's to recognize in those moments where outburst or outbreaks or areas that cause you feeling, oh my gosh, what I just did crippled what I tried to create. Again, speak out, do another podcast, go out and do like another talk show, go for a walk with those people. Um, The one thing I am finding out in forgiveness though, is it is not your responsibility at that moment for the two, let's just call them two atoms, two molecules, two pieces of energy that have gone in the opposite direction. Your job is not to try to pull them together. It's to find, okay, that has just opened up. What are all the pieces of gas and protons and whatever is in the middle that happened that you can go through and realize, Hey, it's cloudy. How can I help create clarity? And again, that's where the help comes from. If something has happened so drastically in your life, like a divorce, a breakup, a fucking death, whatever it is, allow yourself to be in a space of realizing you are now witness, you are observing. And sometimes like you had just said, and Abby, I would love to get your thought on this last week of your, your observation, your mantra of the week of like listening and being there. 
Sometimes again, instead of you creating a verberation, what if you could be the stillness, that calmness in that storm? Um, so that's what I'm, I'm practicing in forgiveness right now is I feel like I've said a lot and now I, my opportunity, like I was saying earlier, is just to create workshops where I feel like help is needed in my observation. So that that's what I'm coming up right now with forgiveness. And I'm going to be honest, I'm feeling a lot of judgment from it. Like, what are you doing? What's this meditation? Now you're praying. Now you're in church. And it's like, I'm figuring it out. I, I don't, I don't constrain myself to a certain belief. I'm finding how often I'm having more feeling. So judgment and forgiveness, they're very similar feelings. It's uncomfortability, but it's knowing it feels like I'm going in the right direction. And again, I don't know how long I'm going to go in this direction, but I know if I turn back now, it's definitely not going to feel any better. So I, I think that's what I'm floating in. And at least for you, what, what's been your observation within practicing forgiveness, sometimes feeling judged? And what was it like? I, I know a few of us in our daily 9 a.m. East Coast meditation group are dying to know when Abby comes in. What has it been like for this last week of practicing and then listening? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to explain to people what this meditation you speak of is. So Janine... Oh hosts a meditation for 10 minutes every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. And everybody comes up with a topic or other several topics to meditate on. And typically they'd be something around love, peace, joy. I did flowers once. And, <laughs> and, it, and just to really dive in and observe the mind and the stream of that topic. It's really interesting too, because I think often in meditation, we try to silence the mind, you know, but this is actually the opposite. Like you're exploring more of a certain topic, like you're delving into the mind and the heart and, you know, the body. And it's really cool. And then we get to share at the end. And so it's about 20 minutes total. And yeah, we'll send you the information to that in the show notes. So you can reach out to Janine and get that Zoom link. It's amazing. She does it as a gift from her heart and I love it. So it was a week kind of thing where I decided I just wanted to listen more and talk less and just see what I could hear because for so long I've been having the intention to devote myself to my soul's wisdom and listen to that, but I hadn't been creating the space in order to do so. And so it was time that I just decided that I was going to do that. And it was kind of challenging for me because I'm used to talking a lot. But I do find that when I am more silent and more introverted or internal, I can find the answers. Like all the answers are within. And to give yourself the space, I think is really important. Like space to respond to instead of respond right away. It's like, oh, maybe that wasn't actually what I wanted to say. If I would have given myself a little bit more space around the response, I could respond in a more beneficial way for everybody and also a truer way you know it's like i think the ego is very reactive and the intuitive is just very um subtle and clear and i think i sometimes get into a pattern of being more i'm going to react right away i'm going to respond right away and it doesn't need to be that way honestly i think it's it's better if I do create more space around those things. And it's interesting you mentioned forgiveness. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about how important it is to forgive 
to really let go. Honestly, I think meditation is all about letting go. So it's like we meditate to let go because it's important for us to let go in order to make room for what it is we truly desire. We need to release and let it go. And that's why I do ecstatic dance. And when I dance, I'm letting go, I'm letting go. And then I'm able to receive what it is I am seeking answers for, um, intuitive hits, guidance, whatever, whatever it may be. Have you ever heard of the Buddha's prayer of forgiveness? I have not. And also I wanted to highlight your ecstatic dance abs. You lied to me. You said everyone does what you do. I've been to a few now. I want you to know if you ever have a chance to be at the, I forget what it's called, but mad something mad mad power. Thank you. Oh my gosh. She sets up a meditation. She sets up a sound card, Oasis. She has end to end mirrors, or you can dance with your eyes closed. I have never been to such a sacred space to hold for a static dance, but yes, can continue. I just, I had to fangirl over you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I feel like it goes deep and, um, that is my intention. It is to create a space where people can really go deep within themselves and find the answers, you know, or even just be witnessed in that exploration, I think is really powerful. And so thank you. Oh, thank you so much for that. You can go back to the the conversation about this. Gen- I never heard of him. No. Okay. So I have it actually right here. And I love this. I love this because I think of forgiveness, like all forgiveness is self-forgiveness and all healing is self-healing. Mm-hmm. When people say they're a healer, it's like, no, they're just guiding you to your own healing. And I think at least that's how I see it. And that's what I do in my own practice. It's like, I am not healing you. You are healing yourself, but I am giving you the guidance in order for you to heal yourself or and I think that's the same for forgiveness it's like it's all within us to forgive nobody else can forgive for us mm-hmm. and so I think that's why I love this prayer so actually I'll, I'm gonna say it because it's awesome it's the Bu- the Buddhist prayer of forgiveness so here it goes if I have harmed anyone in any way either knowingly or unknowingly through my own confusions I ask their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly, through their own confusions, I forgive them. And if there is a situation I am not yet ready to forgive, I forgive myself for that. For all the ways that I harm myself, negate, doubt, belittle myself, judge or be unkind to myself, through my own confusions, I forgive myself. Mm. (sighs) Because that's really it. I mean, you get to the end of it and it's like, we can ask for forgiveness, but we might not receive forgiveness from other people. We can forgive other people. That's our choice, but we can always choose to forgive ourselves. And that is like the ultimate healing. When we forgive ourselves wholly, completely for the things that we have done, that we feel we're unsavory or not of our highest intention. And it's important for us in order to live our best lives, to be able to forgive ourselves and not judge Because we are so human. We got to remember that we are human beings. We are spiritual beings living in the human reality, in these bodies, in these vessels, in this three-dimensional reality. 
and we are able to tap into different dimensions, but really truly to be here and connect with other people in this dimension, mm -hmm. there are challenges that we face and it's okay. And it's all a part of the human experience. I feel like this message comes up a lot and a lot for me because it's something I think I need to learn more and more. And I am through saying it over and over again. So yeah. <laughs> whenever I say something, it's a message for myself as well. And okay, so let's talk about judgment and comparison. I know you tapped on this a little bit earlier, but like comparison is a is a part of judgment. It is a realm of it. What's been your experience with that? See, and it's, it's only funny because this actually came up yesterday with one of my girlfriends out here in Minnesota. It's realizing that people think they know what you're up to and what you're doing. And then in that moment, they're like, well, I don't know if you should charge that much or I don't know if you should be doing that. And it's like, what? And so it's, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times when judgment's coming up more than what they're saying about you, sometimes I have to be like, okay, pause. And then you realize like, well, what is it for her world? And it's like, okay, well, what, what a fish where you're saying like, hey, I deserve $125 for every guest for this workshop. And she knows when she works a workshop, it's only 25. She's like, you shouldn't ask for that. Like, you don't, you don't deserve that. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, is it something that at least for them, they're scared because they don't want you to fail because they know if they did something like that, they might not see success. Or is it because in their mind, they might be thinking, hey, I've seen my sister do this and it, it caused her to like lose her whole business. And so again, where does judgment come up? I don't know. I could see them on the spectrum of they're fighting me or I can see that they're flying for me. Um, another thing, and actually it's funny, I haven't listened to it fully, but my friend just sent me a mindset because so often we're thinking either or like with Steve, I love having our meditation groups. We were talking about what it means when people have a great idea and people who have great ideas, sometimes they just see extreme. They see if you're an extreme person in religion and diets and working out and relationships, there's like a point where what I consider it, it's like, there's a part where you're trying to force something, you're trying to make someone believe or feel a way you are, or there's a part of faith. Like, it's okay. You can do all that. Like I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'll figure it. God will take care of whatever it is. And so there's a medium somewhere that we haven't been focusing on. And this is something that I still have to marinate on it because it literally just happened at about 840 after we hopped off our meditation. My friend said there's a space called freeze. Now, I've never heard of this, Abby, but at least for me, I'm like, it's not an extreme of you trying to force and it's not of you bending backwards and I'm going to have full faith. It's you freezing. Like, I don't know what to do right now and feel grounded. I'm like, what if that's the thing? Like, what if you could find meekness. If you could find a point where it's not, you feel like you're forcing it and you're not falling into faith. It's like, you can be grounded in like your ultimate power. And at least for me, I I'm finding how often when I'm thinking about judgment, more than thinking someone's trying to fight me or someone's trying to fly, fly away from me. What if they're trying to like, just understand me, but all that's coming out is what they think they know. They haven't practiced like just listening. So at least for me, that's one thing that came up with judgment yesterday. Cause I'm like, there's no way my friend, my really good friend really meant what she said, but the way I interpreted it, I'm like, okay, what am I saying about what she thinks about me? What am I saying about what I think I think of me and where can I just have a conversation? Like, Hey, you said this, um, what did you mean? Like, you know what I mean? So sometimes I feel like judgment can just dissolve if you have a conversation, but realizing how many times, like we practice in meditation, you have 10 thoughts before you even speak one word. <laughs> wow. There's a lot to unpack in that, actually. I feel like in that conversation <laughs> you have with her alone, because it sounds like 
really she had some fears that come that came up and like you were saying from the past right the things that she's mm-hmm. known then she kind of allowed that to interact and dance with your conversation and what you guys were experiencing yeah. and it, and i think it is really important for you to ask those questions to kind of broaden the scope like what did you mean by that or like where's this you know oh that's an interesting perspective like can you elaborate more on that yeah getting curious i think that's beautiful because you're right curiosity can dissolve judgment yeah and i'd love to hear your thought about this abby because i I realize at least for what you do with coaching and everything and you're extraordinary like literally with people out in oregon down in mexico right now in the heartland of like the midwest um one of the reasons i think this comes up specifically with females in my life is I'm someone who feels like I didn't have to recover from like mother traumas or sister wounds. And when you're asking like, when does judgment come up? I think it comes up the most when I'm at work, not when I'm family, not when I'm home, but when I'm at work. And so I'd love to get your thought on that. Like, where is that line where people say like, I'll do anything for my family. I'll almost do anything for these certain friends. But like, where do we draw lines between friends, families, foes? I'd love your insight about how judgment shows up in your world. You wouldn't necessarily do everything for people that you work with. I think it's your level of love and, but there's a boundary as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Between work life and personal life. And with me in judgment, I think, honestly, I think all judgment is self-judgment really. Like if we don't judge ourselves. Yeah. I don't think we can judge anybody else. And like judgment comes from our inability to accept things the way that they are. And acceptance is love, like total acceptance is love. If there is a lack of acceptance, there's judgment or there can be judgment. Cause there's a misunderstanding. Like we judge something cause we don't understand it. And how can we accept something that we don't understand? We could just choose to do that, but to really truly. And that's why I think curiosity to, un- to get to understand something is so important. And in my life, I, I find judgment mostly within myself where I have this idea of my potential and that I'm not quite living my potential at times. There can be a huge judgment on that, but it's not really serving me. It's like, it's like to just take a step back and be like, okay, I am doing the best that I can with what I know and the energy that I have. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to judge that. And then, but sometimes the stories are like, oh, but I wish I was here. Or I, I should, if there's shoulds in it, we know that we're really judging. <sighs> it's like, we, I should be at this stage. I'm like, yeah, but you're not like, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. how it is, you know, it, to, to should us into being a certain place that we're not is we're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. And it's just accepting the path that we're on and where we're at because it's all a part of the process. It's trusting, right? Yeah. And so I can find myself though in these moments where it's like, I wish I was somewhat, somewhere where I am not because mm-hmm. I feel like I have the ultimate potential to be in a certain place, but then I'm missing this now moment that is unfolding in front of me and it is perfect in every way. And so it's important to take a step back, I think, and just really recognize what's coming up. And I think that's why it's really important to be aware of the way we talk to ourselves and the language that we use with each other and with ourselves, really illuminating that and 
recognizing what's serving and what's not what needs to be let go of and what we can open ourselves up to even more and it's it's doing the work i love that you say that because i wrote down like your full potential right and you talking about like your classes like okay this is a level two i want everyone to do full potential give me a hundred percent but then you might see someone who's like okay i know this is like a level two class if they were giving a hundred percent, it's going to be closer to 60, maybe 70%. And you meet them where it is. And I, I hear that in why you are so amazing at being able to have people see this, but also to be able to feel it as they're, they're teaching it. Cause if you're really learning, you're able to then teach this to others. And I, I love that full potential, like your full potential. Mm. You know what? I think we all do the best with what we have in the moment. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. Oh, and and just to have clarity around what you're saying. So before the conversation, we were talking about fitness instructing. Like I was being, I was, I I taught a class last night and we were just talking about the level of it. And like some people thinking it's really hard and some people thinking that it's, yeah. And just anyways, I wanted to just illuminate that because I wasn't, I don't know if that was really clear, but anyways, Judgment and forgiveness. It is at the source of up-leveling, I think. In order for us to grow, we need to be aware of our judgments and be able to recognize what it needs in order to forgive. Mm. Because a lot of times, you know, if a judgment's coming up really strongly, it's not to ignore, it's to lean into it, lean into the discomfort and be like, what does this really need? What do I really need to examine? What energy, what questions do I need to ask this further in order to really give it the attention that it needs right now? Well said. Oh, I loved hearing that you finally decided to be like, I'm going to live life on my own terms and I'm going to do what lights me up when you fell in love that really opened something up for you didn't it yeah at least for right now because i realized within the time and everything like that what opened up again in our meditation group is just realizing everyone has that spectrum of love it's just at what level are you giving it to others and what does it look like when you're a hundred percent responsible for your own some people do have super juicy like romantic relationships with one, with multiple, with no one. And it's just whatever it looks like and realizing how often when you look at other people and you admire the love they have, is that something that you have? And so that's, that's the biggest thing that opened up for me is like, I feel like I've always been a hopeless romantic, but when I actually saw an opportunity to let go of that judgment and allow myself to forgive whatever felt like it wasn't again, he just showed up. (laughs) Like, So yeah, thanks for asking. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think I love what you said earlier about when you're feeling maybe low energy or you're in that state of shrinking to expand yourself, you provide something for other people. I think that's really beautiful because it sounds to me that relationships and that connection is is at the source or the foundation of expansion. 
That's so pretty. Yeah. Beautiful. Actually, me and Daniel had a conversation about what it meant in that moment that you felt an explosion versus an expansion. It's the same thing. And sometimes realizing same thing with Steve was sharing. There's certain words that you feel like explosive about. And are you exploding because you want to cause harm? Or are you exploding because you want to heal? And that's when expansion comes in. Thank you so much. That was beautiful, Abs. <laughs> huh. That's really interesting. Exploding because of expansion. Hmm. Tell me more about this meditation. What inspired you to just do it, to start it? And when did you start this? Well, it actually started about a year ago, specifically because there were people in my community that we are wealth builders. And one of the biggest things that I bring to people's wealth bringing is their well-being. And so for T people on my team, like, Hey, what do you need support of? They're like, well, what do you usually do? I'm like, I work out. They're like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, and I meditate. They're like, Oh, send me some of the meditations you listen to. I'm like, well, I mean, I just listen to whatever it is. I have no idea where my brain is going to go. And so one of the people who I used to send links to, I'd be like, Hey, more than sending you someone else's, let's just make it together. And Altair Stevens ended up being the first in this organization. And it was just something from there. And then I'd invite some of my friends and family. He'd invite some of his friends and family. And now we're having friends invite their friends and family. And it's never everyone showing up. And it's very rarely that it's only one or two. Although it's it's just a community that was started and people were asking, what do you do in the morning that fires you up? And I was like, well, I meditate. And then instead of just showing someone else, I started shining myself. <laughs> And then beautiful lights like you show up, Abby, and have people thinking about flowers and water and <laughs> like your father just being presence. Beautiful. So yeah, it got created because beautiful star seeds like you just started flickering very bright in my atmosphere. What would you want to share with the world? Understanding. Understanding error human error. <laughs> it's the only thing. Cause once you start questioning where it is to be error, you'll start seeing where you love being the most human mm. understanding. That's what I want to share with the world. Mm. And how do you think people can become more understanding? Specifically based on my example, I gave earlier, um, the areas where you feel like you need the most help create that as what you give to help others. Uh, I feel like, again, wanting to understand where we have the most error, anything that you're willing to mess up at 10,000 times, you'll probably master it. And like you were saying, Abby, like your workout with the basketballs and like everything you were doing, like you actually did the whole thing because when you add the fundamental of fun and play, you realize that you're all making it up. <laughs> like you have no idea what's going to come out of it. And the more you're willing to at least practice and know that you might get it wrong, you'll become not only more prosperous in that, it won't seem like people who are watching you will feel like you're any, any more wise than just someone who was willing to be a little bit more courageous. I love that word courageous and just show up. So um, yeah, I, I think that that's the big message is, how often are you willing to fail knowing that you'll have more fun doing it than not? That is so powerful. It's like getting out of our own ways, knowing that mistakes and failures may be a part of it 
and doing it anyways, that is courageousness. And that is so needed in our lives in order to really truly do what it is that lights us up. We have to be courageous. Oh, I love that. I needed to hear that because I see that so much where in my own life, I sometimes I'm afraid to make mistakes mm-hmm. and it, and I've seen it revealed to me. It's something my father shows it mm-hmm. recently. There was something I'm like, Oh, I understand why he reacted in this way because he's afraid of making mistakes. He doesn't want to let anybody down or make a mistake, but it's like, but it's okay. And then just seeing that it was something I was kind of shown growing up often that making mistakes is bad, that it's prevented me from fully stepping into my full power and growing. And so, but it's good to recognize those things and be like, that doesn't have to be my truth. My truth is to be courageous, make mistakes, let it be messy. We are messy as humans and that's okay. And I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Oh my gosh. Thank you for creating this podcast. I realize that I'm just one of the many voices that get to amplify on your, your half of the other part that you are not only reaching out, but that you've created. So thank you so much, Abby, for allowing me to contribute to your journey as well. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today or add? I think the biggest thing is just feel free to always be yourself and allow the judgment that others might share sink in for them. Don't absorb it. And for those areas that you want to have people forgive you, turn around and allow yourself to, if you can't forget, at least find a new way to release what you feel someone owes you as a, an apology. We should be free in this lifetime. So that's about it. Mm, Freedom, understanding, forgiveness. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Janine. You are a wise soul full of light and love and joy, so much joy. And uh, I appreciate you so much for being here and for sharing everything that you've shared. It's so nourishing and it's medicine for people. Thank you. Thank you for tuning your senses into the Sacred Portal podcast. I currently offer Beyond Quantum Healing Sessions. Beyond Quantum Healing is a heart and energy-based modality where you go on a journey either through past life, parallel life, future life, and experience many things. And at the end, you are able to have the opportunity to ask questions to your higher self. If you're interested in that, please send me a message either on Facebook or Instagram at Abby Rose Wolf. Also, if you would like to get in contact with Janine and be a part of the morning meditation crew at 9 a.m. Eastern, her information is in the show notes. Thank you so much. If this was an enjoyable experience for you, please leave a rating and review to let others know. Hit the subscribe button to get notified when there are new releases and share widely. Journey well, dear friends.